0: You are Locked On Padres, your daily San Diego Padres podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Padres podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day for Tuesday, June 15th. As always, I'm your host with sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not always the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI, Friars on Base, or Off the Bench Baseball, or soon to come, Just Baseball. Check the link in the podcast description, guys. going to be a great website, launching June 22nd. Or my more pop culture-related slant of things over at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Inverse, Blood, Disgusting, Film Cred, and more. And hopefully many more to come. But of this year Locked on Padres podcast, though, the most important thing, check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres. Or my personal account, which is at Javapeno. And that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. Hit me up on there with any questions, comments, or concerns that you might have. And I'll do my very best to get back to you, interact with you, just give my thoughts or whatever. And maybe even... Have your questions answered here on the show over the last few weeks, over the last month, I think. Been saying, if you send me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcast app and in the review description, you send a question, it is guaranteed to be answered on the show. And trust me, we will be answering one of those very soon. Uh, But I'm actually going to just say one more. And again, I've been saying this for, I said this on yesterday's episode, but going to be closing that off, that opportunity, by the end of this week. So get in your questions Today's episode, guys, is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this week on Friday at 10, 10 p.m. Eastern Time to get in on the action Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports, guys. And one more thing in terms of why I'm cutting off the the podcast review things or whatever. One, I don't know, I feel like it's gotten old as a bit or whatever, just bribing you guys for five-star reviews and stuff. But also, just I've noticed, you know, Oftentimes when people send in questions, it takes a little bit for it to show up actually for me in the Apple Podcast section. So I someone might have sent me a question that's like a week old by the time I see it. I check it usually every day, but still, it might be a little bit old and something might have changed. So I feel like, you know... It's, it's just a little bit of a thing. that I'm going to go back to doing my regular mailbags, which I haven't done in a while. And, hey, we've got the 300th episode coming up relatively soon, so maybe that might be a good time for one. But, uh, yeah, guys, so that's why I'm doing that. Uh, but be sure to get them in by the end of the week, guys. Today's episode, we're going to be recapping last night's very, 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 very distressing loss against the Colorado Rockies in Coors Field. And then going to be continuing the crossover I had with Paul Holden of Lockdown Rockies. Fun little chat that we had there. Talking about some other Rockies stuff. And, you know, the question everybody's wondering, like, guys like Herman Marquez, Trevor Story, will they be traded? So, stuff like that. Um, so, let's get into it, guys. Let's get into it. So, the Padres lost last night's game, like I already said, to the Colorado Rockies by a score of 3-2. to two. And it was a distressing one because the Padres at Coors Field, you know, you have this great game on Sunday against the Mets. The offense comes alive. I know it came from, mostly from Tatis with the Grand Slam. But you also have the main Machado homer. You also had Tommy Pham going two for three, and hey, even the very the struggling uh, Eric Hosmer managed to get a hit on Sunday. But instead, absolute disaster for the Padres tonight. Austin Gomber, who is more famous for being the lone trade piece that was of any seeming value in the Nolan Arenado trade, he goes eight innings, eight innings in this game, allowing no runs on three hits, walking none, and striking out four. Look, Austin Gomber has been a decent guy for them this year. Arguably one of the most decent kind of uh, 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 things going for the Rockies right now is that Austin Gomber isn't awful and he's been okay at least. Um, but I didn't think he looked all that particularly good. Evidenced by the four strikeouts, I just thought that he was, the Padres were making contact and hard contact, especially early on. Uh, topping 95 miles per hour, 100 miles per hour, these really hard line drives that just happen to not go for hits. And then later on, they, they were making contact. But they just couldn't seem to put anything together. And it was, like I said, distressing. That's kind of the word for today's podcast. The fact that the Padres' offense, every time we feel like it's going to start clicking more consistently. Because we had that, like, two-week period. Or one-and-a-half-week period. Where they had the best offensive baseball next to, say, the Tampa Bay Rays and the Chicago Cubs. And then all of a sudden... They just kind of died right after the tatis gave Tyek home run. I've been saying this for a bunch of episodes now. It's like the ultimate hangover. They had that moment. You have Tatis staring at the home run. Don Arcillo saying, oh, it's onto the track. Just losing his mind. And the Padres lost their offense. You know, that basically was it ever since. And while I do love that Trent Grisham is back in the lineup, I do love that Tommy Pham has been one of the most consistent guys on the team. Tatis is Tatis problem with the offense right now is just that you have those guys, but then everybody else is just, it's a top-heavy offense in terms of just its overall lineup right now, right? You have a bunch of guys who are playing really well. You got the Cronerworths, you got the the Grishams, the Tatis, the Fams, but then you have Manny Machado struggling, Eric Hosmer, Will Myers struggling. Jerks and Profar struggling, Hasan Kim, when he does play, while he's a great glove and I do root for the guy and love him, he can't hit worth a damn either. So it's been really, really frustrating that they can't just have a guy who, God forbid, just hits like a 250 260 average, you know, something like that. It's been really, really rough for the Padres' offense. And in terms of the pitching, well, it was fine. De Nelson Lament in this game, he goes four innings, allowing one earned run on four hits, walking two, striking out three. Not as good, in my opinion, as his last two starts. His last two starts, one, I know he gave up four runs against Chicago, but like I said, uh, when during that podcast when I talked about that, it is Chicago and Chicago has a really good offense and I actually liked his velocity. I loved his slider. He generated a lot of whiffs on his slider in that last start. He looked okay today, right? I know he gave up less runs, but he looked okay. I think he's been slowly building up and I can't believe it's working. But this this kind of strategy for Denelson lament. Seems to have been kind of the right way to go. He's got a 3.33 ERA on the season with a 1.37 whip. Certainly not as good as last year, but at least he's not gone for the season or anything. So I was happy about that. And then Ryan Weathers takes over for the rest of, or at least the majority of innings. He goes three innings, giving up one earned run on three hits walking none, and striking at one. He's been less ultra, ultra dominant than he first started out, but still nonetheless been a nice addition for the team. And one of the controversies that I saw, and I think someone mentioned this on Twitter, uh, a bunch of people I'm following and whatnot, like Miguel Diaz gets brought into this game, right? And he ends up giving up a run on a kind of a near home run, by the way, that drives in Charlie Blackman. Off the bat of Ryan McMahon, who can't hit worth a damn, you know, I, he really can't. He's not a good hitter. He's like a defensive specialist, and that's it. But he doubles to deep center, allowing Charlie Blackman to score. Some people were saying because, like this, I said this, uh, game ends three to two. Trent Grisham is able to get a two run jack uh, in the top of the ninth inning, and it makes you wonder, you know, if not for that extra run piled on, could the Padres have done it? I don't know. My take is, did I love that Miguel Diaz was brought into that game? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Would I, say, have preferred maybe bringing in a lefty like Tim Hill, obviously, who's been awesome for the team this year? Sure, but Tim Hill has pitched a little bit in the last few games, so maybe using him again might have, you know, spent him for the next two days or something like that. And Craig Stammon, he's a righty. I don't really... And Craig Stammon has fallen off just a little bit. You know, he started off the season really well, and then he had that blow up against the Mets. Uh, I just... On top of that, you know, I do like Miguel Diaz. I've talked about how much I'm rooting for him because I love the show Cobra Kai and he's got the same name as the main character. And Miguel Diaz hasn't been that awful. I mean, 2.18 ERA, 1.06 whip. He's just had the, you know, he had the bad game against Chicago, I guess you could say when he gave up three uh, runs, two earned, uh, June's second game at Chicago. And, but it's he's been actually pretty solid for the, the Padres so far. Decent strikeout rate, too. Uh, a decent reliever. Like, basically, their whole pitching. That's the story of the Padres pitching this year. So, I feel like a lot of people were uh, clamoring for what wasn't there, which was Drew Pomeranz. Drew Pomeranz has been hurt, and who knows when he's coming back, right? And the, it might mean, depending on Pomeranz's injury, maybe the Padres go shopping for a reliever. I'm not totally sure, but I don't want to blame... Uh, the loss on Miguel Diaz. I think he's been fine, and it's it happens, right? It happens, and in general, you need to blame the offense in this situation. You can't wait until the top of the ninth inning against Daniel Bard, who is a pretty decent reliever for the Rockies. At least he was last year, but this year not so much. And you know they they hit off him. You just can't wait for the last inning, man. It's really rough and. I don't know what to say, guys. It's going to be very interesting over the next couple weeks because I feel like these are the final kind of weeks uh, to use before deciding how hard the Padres have to go in terms of trading for a bat at the deadline. And there's plenty of candidates I know and plenty of candidates that I'm going to be writing about soon for sure and talking about on this podcast, of course, uh, that I'll definitely have to think about, though. This is a weird position that the team is in because on paper they should not be nearly as bad on offense as they have been so far this year. But those are my thoughts, guys, on last night's game. Uh, An unfortunate first uh, loss here in this series against the Rockies. And now, guys, I want to talk to you about something that is fortunate, which is Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. It's free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sports. I'm going to be hosting uh, rooms for Lockdown Padres all season long. It's the perfect place to join conversations about the league, debates, parties, or watch parties, I should say, uh, post-game breakdowns and all that stuff, and reacting to big news. It's always a lot of fun on there. What I love, it's very easily accessible. Be sure to join me this week, this Friday, at 10:10 p.m. Eastern time for a watch party for the beginning of this Reds game. Reds team, yeah, very weird team. Uh, that should be a whole lot of fun, guys. Go download the Locker Room app now, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me at Javier Reyes, J-A-V-I-E-R-R-E-Y-E-S, and you'll get notified when my room goes live. I know you guys are not going to want to miss it. See you there. Locker room changing the way we talk sports, guys. And now I need to talk to you about investing, which is really complicated. But whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy guys no manual trades no picking stocks no watching the stock market every day they automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control they can help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest and they're trusted with over 20 billion dollars of assets and you can get your first 5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash locked on mlb that's right to get your first 5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB, W E A L T H F R O N T dot com slash locked on to start growing your savings. And now, guys, let's start this crossover up again. And the Rockies are nipping at the heels of the Padres, uh, just a, <laughs> a,
0: a modest 12 games behind the Padres for third place in the NOS. But yes, you, you mentioned uh, Padres are struggling three and seven over their last 10, yet. They're still in the thick of it. They are only two and a half games back of the NL West lead. Uh, the Giants are still up there. I can't believe it, honestly. I thought it would uh, the the Flames were going to z- extinguish on that, but clearly not. It's going to be another weird Giants year. But the Padres very much still in the thick of this thing. I mean, and there's plenty of time to turn things around, especially with what Rockies fans and a lot of people in the Rockies, uh, or you know, are, are involved with the Rockies, keeping their eye on the trade deadline uh, coming up next month. Is this a Padres team that needs to make some moves? Is it needs to – are they uh, in a ch- position to maybe move on from a Myers or something like that? Uh, is this a team that may- needs to make a deal to to overtake the Dodgers and the uh, Giants?
1: That's the – it is truly – because there's so many teams right now that are in weird spots in baseball right now. And we still have some time definitely before that trade deadline, like you said. But, yeah, I th- because th- this is the thing is I just talked about Hazard and Myers, right? Okay, those guys um, – I'm a little less confident just because there's more of a track issue there, right? But Tommy Pham playing a lot better. I just mentioned they don't have Grisham in the lineup. Manny Machado, I have to assume he's going to get better. He's, he's going to get better. There's right. no statistics that have shown all the hard hit stuff. It, it's just weird, dumb kind of luck almost for him right now. So I have to assume he's going to get better. And then, you know, you look at Jay Curdworth, he's still good. So part of me is like, I don't know if the offense is going to remain this kind of inconsistent and lacking. So do you want to trade for the guys like Chris Bryant? you know, that everybody's talking about. Do you want to trade for guys like Joey Gallo? I don't know. I mean, Joey Gallo would probably cost a, a decent amount, especially because the the contract, he's not immediately a free agent after this year. But uh, the other thing about the trade deadline is, do they have the pieces to make the moves? I always say yes, just because welcome to baseball and welcome to sports. I don't like it when people are, they, they, they get too caught up in how much will it cost to get this player? Oh, it'll cost us much. Look what they did this offseason. They got you Darvish for like a bag of Ritz crackers, you know what I mean? And then one other prospect on the, you know, that looks good on a potato iPhone camera because he had one home run in batting practice. Like you never know, especially with Preller and the Potters, you never know if they might have to give up just something little. Yeah. I'd obviously wouldn't love, I know he's been following the prospect rankings, Mackenzie Gore, but I wouldn't love for them to trade those guys. But they are definitely in win-now mode, and they're definitely in a mode where I can really genuinely see anything. I could see them trading Myers maybe because his contract is is coming up a little bit. It's a little bit easier to swallow. Hosmer, eh, I can't find any team that I could think of that's really going to swallow that contract really. So uh, other than that, yeah, and then pitching. The pitching side of things is another thing because you Darvish, excellent. Joe Musgrove, one of the big breakouts of the offseason. Snell. So bad to the point where you have to believe it gets better. And then Denelson Lament is finally starting to come back into things. Ryan Weathers is a breakout. Chris Paddock is pretty good for your four or five. So in theory, you always want that next starter. But how much do you want to give up for that when you really do on paper still have a really good contending team?
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. The pieces are there. The team is good. Mm-hmm. They're still in the thick of it. I mean, that's, that's the other thing. Two and a half games back is, is truly mm-hmm. nothing. And especially with how many games remain between uh, the Padres giants and Dodgers, all of them together. Plus you never know the, 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 those teams will have to go to course field and they'll have to go to Arizona and see what will happen when they're in, you know, mm-hmm. in the thick of their division races. And because yeah, the, the, the Rockies aren't going to be climbing up that ladder to be uh, to going up there to, to trying to stun the NL West or anything like that. Um, um, but you know, the, the Snell thing is interesting uh, and it's just maybe new placed, are they going to have to imb- embrace kind of the opener and then put Snell in there, the Tampa Bay mindset? That's, that's, I would say the biggest w- concern or the biggest weird thing that that's around the Padres right now.
1: Yeah. The Blake Snell thing is weird. And I just talked about that uh, the other day on my episode. Uh, but just to quickly sum up guys are not swinging for stuff outside the zone. Um, His changeups getting killed and it's, it's very odd. He's, I, I've said this so many times and I apologize for everyone that keeps hearing me say this, but he's become Robbie Ray. And that's not a good thing. I know Robbie Ray randomly is like good now and throwing like high nineties, which is wild. But the Robbie Ray of previous years where it's high strikeout rate, but then high walk rate and gives up home runs and all the big stuff His whip is really high, all that stuff. Um, and it's really sad because you would think moving to the NL, get a pitcher every night at bats and it's not like these guys are super used to seeing him. You'd think he'd be, if anything, start off really hot. You know what I mean? Like right. be an excellent, excellent guy, be better than Musgrove and Darvish for at least the beginning of the season until guys start figuring things out. But it hasn't been like that. His last outing was really good against the Mets carried a no hitter through the sixth inning. 11 strikeouts looked great. Granted, the Mets can't hit for worth a damn, but still, <laughs> uh, it's still a, an encouraging sign. And hopefully uh, this past weekend that, that we're going back, you know, we're in the future right now, I guess, uh, trying to project, but hopefully he has another good start against the Mets and then Against gets the reds next. You just, you really are at a point of just kind of hoping for him to figure it out because they did actually, while they didn't give up too much for Darvish, they did at least give up something for, for Blake snow. They did give up Luis Patino. who's a high uh, level prospect. I think 21st in baseball, if I'm not mistaken, overall in the top 100, uh, throws really hard has to work it out and stuff. He's still very, very young, but definitely a prospect. Not those other guys from the potato iPhone camera footage, right? Like this is a legit guy. He played for the team a little bit last year and might be really awesome. And you know how the Rays are with trade sometimes. So hopefully uh, Stell figures it out, man
0: yeah and 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 that's the thing if he does figure it out if the pieces start clicking like they uh on paper do and and as the flashes have shown the padres are a dangerous team and they are are one to watch uh the nl west at least those top three teams it's going to be a a slugfest all year all year long maybe with injuries the dodgers may not be poised to win the division this year i'm not going to get too ahead of that because Mm -hmm. it's the dodgers and we know how deep and how good they are especially as uh the year goes on and 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 they're they're a team that succeeds in the post all-star game uh the chunk of the season i'll say but i mean you got anything that you're curious about the rockies that i meant oh yeah
1: of course man i mean it's it feels like we're kind of repeating what we talked about last time a little bit but i want to ask you you know you had that crazy trevor story mini scare about Mm -hmm. a month ago which was so fun. I thought of you immediately. I thought of everybody that I know. That's a, uh, the previous host of the podcast, also ride Latica. Like I thought of everybody like, Oh, it's here. It's like that office gift that everybody uses all of it. Everybody yeah. stay calm. He gets pulled from the game and it turns out it was just some precautionary thing. It was like, Oh man. Like I'm wondering, are you like hoping really badly? Like, are you in this situation where you're like, give me something? Because right now, if you just look at some, you know, the very basic stats for the Rockies, uh, you know, obviously not a, not a good team. I don't think anybody expected them to be a good team this year. And just in terms of their, their stats, the only thing they're going to get they're good at is batting average on base, 19th runs, 15th home runs, 29th slugging 16th. And then the bad stuff is the pitching ERA 25th in the league batting average against 29th and whip 30th in the league. So it's like not been a uh, great over there, in the Rocky road uh, mountains, I guess. And with Trevor's story, that feels like not to be too mean about it, like the only main storyline about this team, and maybe Herman Marquez, maybe even a Garrett Hampson or whatever. But just what or how much can they sell, especially after Bridrich or Rich resigned? I guess you know what's gonna. What was the feeling about that after that kind of a. Uh, precarious wild yeah. scenario for a little bit on I'm, I'm the very the anals the niche anals of baseball twitter getting really excited
0: it was it was it's just those things and it's crazy that baseball's that it's like oh they just took that guy out and he literally just got traded he's gone he's packing his bags and like it's it, it always is so weird to me that that it can work like that in baseball and it was harder there but honestly every day i have just kind of embraced that this this could be the day but we've heard that it's not we've heard that there's actually no real plans to move them until after the all-star game until closer to the deadline and I used to be uh, wary of that and I used to think that was a bad idea until this injury popped up actually I was um, after doing some uh, some research and talking to some people there uh, on Rocky's Twitter we got to make sure Trevor's story is healthy Again, this is a serious injury that that if it if it acts up and it can be bad, the the shoulder inflammation or the elbow inflammation, that's bad news. And that's bad news for Trevor Story, the player who we all want to succeed because he's a great player and would be a great asset to any team. And it's dangerous for the Rockies because a shortstop that needs tommy john that's going to completely impact his his value and especially i feel bad for him too going into contract year I'm, I'm hoping trevor story wherever he signs next year he's able to get paid at the rate that i think he deserves to because i think he's a top caliber prospect or not mm. prospect a top caliber player uh right. who deserves that but you know i i am as as a rockies fan as much as i don't want anyone to go i just i just want the rockies to embrace change and did and 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 go into this rebuild i I don't know necessarily there's a lot of eyes on trevor story now and we have to see how he performs after this uh return from from the 10-day il he stayed two extra days that he was originally uh scheduled to or mentioned to come back on tuesday but he didn't play until last night's game against miami there was no setbacks no nothing they just they just decided to give him the extra two days Mm -hmm. so Every day you wonder, but I, I'm I'm ready for it. Uh, as much as I'm not excited, I don't want it to happen. I'm not that, but I guess there's still some hope in the front office that they'll resign Trevor Story. That's just not going to happen uh, unless you're ready to to throw the book at him. But yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the Rockies move on some from some pitchers as well. I mean, Herman I think started off shaky this year, but has demonstrated lately that that he could be a really solid piece to to mm-hmm. some uh, some competitive teams. It would be really hard to see a player like Herman go because i that's the one thing the 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 pitching numbers are bad, but I wonder how much of that is due to the atrocious bullpen uh starting mm. pitching for the Rockies has been mostly good it's been a mostly bright spot, not all the time but but from the players that you expect to be pretty good it, right. it's had some success you're Herman and Antonio Sensatella, the back half of the road and Austin Gomber lately actually he has been uh, uh, yeah. his last five or six starts have been have been really really good and um help keep the Rockies competitive. But to be honest, I, I, if, if I was up there, I would see what value every player on your roster has and and see what you can do with that. Maybe sweeten a deal with a team with the Trevor story. Maybe you're sending them a story and a a John gray to just bring in a little bit more and, and, and entice some people, but John gray just got hurt. So he's on the IL right now too. So that, and, and he's in a contract year. So I don't want the Trevor story. I I want it as a person who thinks that's where the Rockies want to go. But obviously I'm never, I'm always excited for another day of, of Trevor story in purple. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute.
1: Bet online, guys, is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action there, but you can also get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sport needs, including the NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Remember to use the promo code Locked On Bet Online. Your online sportsbook experts and shifting gears. Vroom vroom. Let's talk about cars, guys. Let's talk about cars and specifically RockAuto.com, which has been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They have engine control modules, tail lamps, all new carpet, whatever you want, they've got it. And thanks to their unique and kind of really easy to navigate catalog, it's easy for people even like myself who know nothing about cars. And best of all, prices at RockAuto.com. Are always reliable and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same amount of parts? That doesn't make any sense, guys. So go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their "Had to hear about us" box, so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliable prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's just, it's a tough situation, right? It's kind of, yeah. it's you don't want this to go to make an NBA analogy because i'm obnoxious with my cross references mm-hmm. like you don't want this to go the way of there was a time period when rajan rondo was like the most prized guy in the league the celtics are literally rebuilt this is the year when they get rid of garnett pierce they clearly a rebuilding team and then he gets hurt right before they were going to trade him which devalues him tremendously the game starts changing he's out for like a whole season and then by the time he comes back it's a little off so they could have really really sold high and then it was too late. They didn't quite pull the trigger just in time to get what would have been like multiple first round picks and all that stuff. And whichever story you hope that that's not the same situation where you, you wait too long or whatever. And then he gets hurt and have this thing and teams are like, Oh, I don't know, man. Cause not to mention he would be, if you traded for him this year, just a rental for now, unless you're a big budget team that would do the, you know, wink wink thing and maybe say, Hey, well, we'll give you a long-term extension, but even still uh, that's really, really concerning for the Rockies and their future, because that's kind of their, one of their only bargaining, but you also mentioned Marquez, who would be awesome. I brought him up on my podcast a month or so ago as being the guy that heading into this season, I think most people knew this is a trade target. But then people soured on him so quickly, and just shows you how fickle baseball fans can be sometimes. Because he had an atrocious start uh, right. to the season, uh, really, really bad. He was getting absolutely bombarded. And what was scary is I don't even think some of those starts were in cores. You couldn't even use the cores excuse, so that was very right. scary. But he's calmed down, and ever since then, I'm still one. I really think you could get that guy for everyone's talking about Scherzer, and my thing is I, I like Scher. I mean, Duh. Okay, a breaking news. Max Church is great, but right. that I feel like the the Nationals will really try and you know squeeze everything out of you. With the Rockies, it's kind of like I don't know. Maybe you can finesse your way into to getting Herman Marquez, who we haven't really seen what it would look like if that guy didn't make half his starts at Coors Field. He might be a. All-star caliber starting pitcher that's just been unfortunately stuck with the course field background, not having a lot of good defensive players behind him. I mean, everyone's talked about Charlie Blackman, but yeah, we still got to talk about Charlie Blackman, not a very good defensive player. Um, So I'd love to see. Uh, where herman marquez goes there's a lot of guys free free marquez and free story uh, might get <laughs> trending at some point during the deadline uh we'll have to see and then you have other guys like um what's his face ryan mcmahon who started off the season on fire hitting mm-hmm. home runs every day he i think he had like seven or eight homers before story even had his first yep. which like if you have that on your bingo card congratulations <laughs> um but otherwise are there any other players maybe for the series that the Padres should look out for. Are there any underrated players that the, the Rockies might have maybe guys out of the bullpen? I know you mentioned they've been struggling, but any guys that you're kind of, there's any ray of hope, I guess for the Rockies.
0: Well, I think one thing to watch and um, and I'm trying to calculate it because he's pitching today. Uh, the, I don't believe the Padres saw Kyle Freeland uh, the last time that they were in Colorado because he was mm. still hurt at the time. So this would be a moment for Kyle to come back against the division. He's not been the sharpest since coming back, but only two starts since coming off the IL, you know, you're not, and, and a limited spring spring training as well. Cause the injury happened in spring training. So you got to take a little bit of things with a grain of salt to let him get a little bit more going. So if he's on the bump, that would be interesting to see, see how Kyle is able to, to handle a divisional opponent. But I don't think there's anyone necessarily setting the world on fire in the Rockies uh, organization. We've had the fun stuff with Connor Joe, but he's not getting any starts with CJ Crone back in the lineup. He was having a good approach at the dish and, Matt Adams, he's on the IL again, Nothing hasn't done anything this year. I don't think there's anybody on the Rockies other than maybe like a Jonathan Daza or, or something like that. There's I, I, the Rockies offense is just, it's so hot and cold. So it's a, it's a series of cores. So we'll see if it comes alive, but This is a team that also just got beat on the road by Miami and lost 11 to four yesterday. And if the Rockies have to send Chi Chi Gonzalez and Julius Chassine up there again in a bullpen game against the Padres, there's a good chance it gets real ugly, real fast. Uh, it, I, the the bright spots though, McMahon is still, I think the, the piece that, that that's something you got to watch. He's still the big, the big name. And obviously Trevor story, if he's in the lineup and playing, you got to be ready for that. That's a, a great one too, up the middle. Um, I got in the one, two. I don't. that's obviously not the right numbers, but you know, shortstop, second base combo. Uh, so that's about it. And, um, you know, Tapia had some, some, some good looks. Oh, lately right. Yeah. You, I
1: love Tapia. I yeah. Love I, I love Rymel
0: Tapia too. Uh, he he's had some great flashes this year. And I think just when you look at his numbers on a, on a normal team, he would be your fourth outfielder kind of come mm-hmm. in and, and do some stuff, but yeah the Rockies uh he he if Rymel is locked in at the plate though you'll see him pick up some some good hits opposite field hits he's he's really he's gotten back to his his successful approach at the plate because the last time the Rockies were on the road uh, he he really looked lost on on pitchers that were hitting him with outside sliders and things that were breaking Mm. away and down from him that he was swinging uh, he really took a good discipline at the beginning of the year but last time on the road he really was swinging at just about everything it looked mm-hmm. like but he, he's reeled it back in and had some some good success here uh in miami and, and we'll see what happens in cincinnati this weekend because there's a, a chance for the offense to to spark there i mean that's not a hitter friendly ballpark there and if they can i think the reds and the in the rockies are kind of in similar situations in a lot of the ways but uh, the reds are a lot more of an offensive team so if the rockies can get some offensive momentum we'll see how that carries into the course field series and we'll see what that means for for players like tapia and, and mcmahon but Uh, Yeah, I wouldn't say there's no one on the Machado or, uh, you know, (laughs) level or the Tatis level. I mean, because that's the other big storyline, I think, too, for this Rockies Padres series. Tatis is going to be in the lineup the whole series, this whole time, most likely, unless he has a rest day, Mm because last time these teams matched up, he didn't get to hit at Coors field all that much because of the COVID scare.
1: No, no, he did not. And I'm really, really looking forward to that. We might get some fireworks considering this is at Coors. Uh, I feel like Coors is always a a team that, Everyone always tunes in because you, you just never know if you get that 13 to eight slug fest, uh, even if it's against your and not in favor of your team. Right. So we'll we'll see how that kind of pans out. And I agree with Ontapia. Yeah. But he's like one of the more, my, one of my favorite flawed players in the league. Yeah. We're like, he's not an all star. And yeah, I know he's hitting 280 right now, which is nice, but not high on base. And you just, you know, analyze it and what have you. So like, but he's, I, I take away from it because I remember last year it was the series that they played oh, i think it was august against the Rockies. i remember i was at man i'm nostalgic cuz that's when the ro- the padres were really on fire and i was at my friend's beach house just hanging out and then i also have the padres game on my phone and i remember watching tapia it's kind of the first time i really saw him playing and i was like at least that guy like looks like he really gives a damn like he's like really trying he's upset when he doesn't make a play or that you know something goes over his head or whatever like he's He's either just wants to win or he's like, I need to do well. That way I get out of here, <laughs> get the hell out of Dodge. But he's uh, very, very fun. And that you don't see a lot of that, especially on any team, not just the Rockies, but teams that don't look like their future prospects are going to be in the winning department. Uh, but I love Tapia, one of my favorite flawed guys in the league. And definitely if there's any guy that would do well against the Padres, I wouldn't mind if Tapia <laughs> gets a couple hits here and there. I- I'm a fan yeah. of his. I think he's really fun.
0: Yeah the other player I I forgot to mention too cuz you said prospects uh Brendan Rodgers the Rockies big name mm. prospect is starting mm. finally getting consistent playing time in uh I not as consistent as you want. I don't know what the Rockies are doing. Brendan Rodgers needs to be in the lineup almost every day. I don't know why he's not playing six out of seven days a week. He's pitched in twice in the past, this past week and he's hit two home runs in these pinch hit appearances. He's a, he's a top prospect. He's been a big name for so long and health's been the big issue. So if he's, if he's playing, that's another name to watch out for. Cause that's another uh, person. The Rockies are, are hoping for uh, some success with, but I feel you on the top of your stuff. He's, he's great. He always, he, he's definitely trying hard. And I mean, he wanted to win a batting title at the beginning beginning of the year i mean that's Mm -hmm. he's set his sights on that i don't know if he'll quite reach that but uh javier thank you so much for your time we're gonna get ready to wind things down Rockies, padres going on here uh monday through wednesday we're recording this a little early so we're we're ahead of lineup cards and all that stuff so we're not going to worry too much about uh, about that but uh javier where should people go to make sure they stay up to date with all things you and all things padres
1: Uh, Check me out on Twitter. Yes, follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres. Great memes, great content on there, of course. Paul knows, he knows. You can just ask him yourself. Uh, Great stuff on there. Or my personal account, which is at Javapeno. And that's J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And also go check out uh, just baseball, a site that I'm going to be contributing to uh, and being a, a staff person for uh, that's starting up. My buddy Arm Layton over at Lockdown Marlins is starting it uh, at JBB Media, I think is the Twitter handle. But just type in just baseball. You'll probably find it on Twitter. Uh, the site isn't launching just yet, but June 22nd, lots of cool stuff coming out. I promise you, you're not going to want to miss that, guys.
0: Yeah. So real quick, what is it? Just another another good site for, for baseball coverage. Just a new project for you.
1: Yeah. Another stuff. Yeah. Arm is the one who's leading it and there's going to be all sorts of stuff. There's a TikTok that's running right now. They got a lot of followers on there. A lot of backing, a lot of cool guests that will be on. I can't I, can't, I don't know. Actually, I haven't talked to it a little bit. I don't know everything I can say, but just know. Uh, lots of great baseball content coming in, very talented staff. Uh, they brought me on for whatever reason because they're dumb and they wanted to. They didn't want it to be too overpowered as a staff. So they're like, all right, let's bring in some some guy who's not very good. But uh, no, we're going to be doing that. There's streaming stuff potentially. It's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I think it's it's a lot bigger than I first thought it was going to be when Arm reached out to me like a year or so ago. Yeah, it's been in the works for a year. Uh, so nice. really crazy stuff. Definitely look forward to that. It's going to have all the stuff that you want for every team, uh, basically, and all the, and trying to make b- baseball fun too I think is really important not just a statistical mumbo jumbo algebra class I think is what we're aiming for so yeah look forward to that June 22nd let's go
0: yeah very important to baseball is fun as boring as it can be on the surface in the analytics there's a lot of fun to be had and and there's no bo- I I that's why they brought you in Javier is because you bring the fun if you're looking for the like I said the, the best Locked on network memes come from the locked on Padres uh, <laughs> account there. So you, you, you got to make sure you're following them locked. uh L O Rockies for you, Padres fans. We want to stay up to date there. Absolutely. The Rockies. And uh, I'm at Paul Holden 33. But Javier, thank you so much for your time. And uh, I'm sure we'll cross paths again here as the Rockies continue to slog through the 2021 season and the Padres uh,
1: make the effort towards the top of the division and into the postseason. Absolutely, man. Always a blast hopping on. And zip zap do da bango, everybody! That is it for my crossover chat with Paul Holden. Great guy, love talking him. And before we finish things up, let me just say, today on the Lockdown Today podcast, the Nets are down to one star. Can Kevin Durant carry them past the Bucks? That is indeed a very good question. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app wherever you get your podcast. Peter Bukowski does a great job hosting that show, guys. Listen to it every morning. Definitely check that out. In terms of the future of this podcast, tomorrow going to be recapping this Rockies game. Of course, that should be a lot of fun. And also, I'm planning on doing a... Do a little answering of questions. I got a couple questions. uh, One from via a Twitter DM that I'm going to answer. Why not? And another one via Apple Podcast. So we're going to talk about that. And then look forward to Thursday and Friday. A great, highly anticipated uh, crossover between me and Jeff Carr of Locked On Reds. That's going to be a blast. And Thursday or Friday, probably going to talk a little bit about my all-star ballot and what have you. Haven't filled that out yet. And I think filling it out live on the show would be a lot of fun. So we'll definitely be sure to do that, guys. But with that all being said, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, wherever. Be sure to follow the Twitter page for the show or myself on Twitter. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My fire faithful homies, take care.